the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's the first show of the new year, the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. For some, it might be a tragedy, as the Bee Gees once sang. we got a great show for you tonight. There are no guests on the program, uh, and I'll explain in just a moment. How can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Algatulo, Instagram, at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertgnycradio.com. Of course, we are on iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, you can find the show on that platform or Alexa Ready as, as well. We're on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and, of course, the Hopped Up Network. If you head over there to thehoppedupnetwork.com, usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m., you can listen to the podcast version of this program. You can download it and listen to it at your leisure. Now, I've been off the last couple of weeks. That's why we're not having any guests tonight, and there is a ton of news to get to, but I'm, and I'll get to that news in just a second. The Bee Gees. Why did I play the Bee Gees? I got a chance during my two weeks off to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to watch the two week. Uh, <laughs> I got a chance the two weeks that I was off from this radio program, and of course the Joe Piscopo show, heard Monday through Friday, six to t- uh, six to ten a.m. right here on AM nine seventy. The answer. Got a chance to watch the Bee Gees documentary on HBO. Heard a lot of people talking about it. I said, you know what, let me pop this on because I'm a big music guy. And I do like the Bee Gees. Um, what an amazing documentary. If you don't have HBO, you should subscribe. If you, if you get, if you can do HBO Max now. You can, you can watch the Wonder Woman 84 movie. I wouldn't advise it. It wasn't that good. But the Bee Gees documentary is phenomenal. Phenomenal. The, just learning about the history of the Bee Gees, how big they were how they were blamed for the ruination of disco when clearly they were not, and how talented the three brothers uh, were. Um, It's an amazing documentary. I'm not going to go too far into it. I want you to watch it. Watch it. Get back to me. Hit me up with an email. Hit me up on Twitter, whatever. 
on social media. It's a fantastic documentary. You absolutely must watch it. If you're any type of music fan, you should watch this documentary. Those three brothers were amazing. And I don't think we'll ever find three brothers, singers, songwriters, who are as great as the Bee Gees were. Let's put it that way. All right. Now, let's dive into the news because that's what you're here for. Uh, John Henderson, the man who runs the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, he made the announcement on Tuesday the 5th. He was teasing it. And rather than me babble away about it, which I will in a second, let's hear from the man himself, John Henderson. Hello, 2021. Goodbye, 2020. John Henderson, Good Time Tricycle in the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Listen, huge, important announcement. We are relocating for this year the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival to here on Baderfield. We are taking the festival from April and we're moving it to June 4th and 5th on a sprawling 142 acres. Live music, 150 plus breweries, thousands of your friends and family, outdoors, fresh air. Live music that will be announced in March. There may be some capacity limits, so if you don't have your tickets, get them now. If you do have your tickets and you can't make the June date, that's okay. Head to your Ticketmaster account, go for your refund. They're gonna offer them right up until the beginning of March. All the information on COVID protocols, on ticket returns can all be found at acbeerfest.com. Tickets will be on sale January 15th. The Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival 2021 edition here on Baderfield, June 4th and 5th. Be a part of the fun, be a part of the party. All right, so that's our guy, John Henderson. We're going to get him on the show maybe next week or the week after. We'll talk more about it, or maybe we'll get him on uh, closer when the music uh, artists are announced. So, again, as he said, it's June 4th and 5th at Baderfield. It's a 142-acre piece of property. Uh, tickets go on sale January 15th. All tickets purchased for the 2020 festival will be honored for the June dates. Again, he said it, and I'm going to say it again if you can't make it. You go to Ticketmaster and you get your refund. I will certainly be there. Refunds are available until March 9th. New musical acts will be announced uh, on March 22nd. The headliners for the 2020 date are unavailable for the 2021 date. Uh, They're going to have the Hops Trot 5K on June 5th. Ticket prices will increase to $65 plus fees on May 1st. Now, again, it's a fluid situation according to them, and I totally understand it. Uh, But I think June is a great date for it because I think we're going to be far enough out with vaccines, uh, herd immunity, and all kinds of other stuff where I think that this festival could go on. There's going to be disposable cups. It's not going to be, uh, you're not going to get a glass. You're going to get a disposable cup every time that you get a beer. They're going to do it with all the COVID-19 protocols in place. Uh, ACBeerFest.com for more information. Kudos to John Henderson and his his crew. Kudos to uh, Marty uh, Marty Small, the mayor, of um of Atlantic City. This is a big boost for Atlantic City. It's a big boost just to try and get back to some type of normalcy here. So this is going to be great. I will be there. I'm I'm hoping that I'm going to be a judge again. Uh, I assume that I will be and I will be at the event. I don't know which day I'm going to go. I was going to do the Friday night, but now I'm thinking because it's a day t- you know, it's outdoors a daytime event, maybe stick around until Saturday and and go for the Saturday afternoon one. I've never been to the Saturday afternoon one, so see what happens. But uh, I'm excited. This is awesome. Again, June 4th and 5th at Bader Field uh, in Atlantic City, the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest. This is awesome. Now, moving on with some other news. Trogues uh, has announced the release of its once-a-year cult classic Nugget Nectar. Uh, it is six, they'll be in 16-ounce cans. They'll also be available in 12-ounce cans and bottles. It'll also be available on draft wherever Trogues beer is sold. Uh, so you definitely want to check this out. Nugget Nectar is a great beer. It only comes out once a year from Trogues. It is definitely something that you should absolutely 
uh, get a chance to taste if you haven't had a chance to taste it. Um, again, it's uh, it's dry hopped, an uh, imperial amber. It's awesome. It's such a good beer. Get it if you can get it. Kudos to Trogues for putting that out again. Top 10 check-in cities from Untapped. So Untapped is a great resource. You can follow me on there, at Catulo. And they uh, gave a list of the top 10 cities based on the total number of global check-ins. So I'm going to give you the rundown uh, real quick. So number 10 was Helsinki, Finland. Their top beer there, uh, uh, Karu 3 uh, from Sin Breikhoff Brewery. Uh, Utrecht in the Netherlands. Uh, their top beer was a Hazy Weekend IPA in Vanderstreek Beer. Philadelphia was number eight. The top beer, uh, Filthy from Yards Brewing. Number seven, Gothenburg, Sweden. The top beer is I'll Sleep When I'm Dead from Birium. Number six, Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Their top beer is uh, Eiswit uh, from Browery. Uh, number five, Oslo, Norway. The top beer, Juicy IPA from Freilanden Brigger. Uh, number four, Stockholm, Sweden. I guess there's not a lot to do up north there, right? Sweden, Norway, whatever. I guess you can, you know, all you, gotta, all you can do is drink. Stockholm, Sweden was number four. The top beer, Apocalyptic Thunder Juice from Amundsenbrigger. Uh, number three, Chicago, Illinois. The top beer, Son of Juice from Maplewood Brewing. New York City comes in at number two. Top beer, A Green City from Other Half Brewing. And number one, London, England. Their top beer, Neck Oil from Beavertown Brewery. And not surprisingly, the majority of top beer check-ins were IPAs. The majority of those, of course, the hazy, juicy New England-style IPA. No surprise there. Finally, Governor Murphy this past Tuesday vetoed a bill to allowing restaurants, bars, and breweries struggling amid the pandemic to extend their footprints and serve patrons in parking lots, yards, patios, decks, and public sidewalks. The bill, A4525, would have allowed restaurants, bars, breweries, and distilleries, which have for months been operating with restricted indoor dining, to operate in outdoor spaces they lease or own in addition to public sidewalks. In vetoing the legislation Monday... The governor said it circumvents existing licensing and regulation processes critical to protecting the public health and safety. That includes shifting enforcement and oversight from the state alcohol beverage control fully to local governments while also forcing municipalities to approve any applicant that submits proper documentation and overriding their ability to limit hours of operation. Now, he said he applauded the sponsors of the bill. The bill passed in both the House and in the Senate and the Assembly unanimously. My biggest issue of all of this is why didn't the governor try to work with the the legislature to pass a bill that would have been equitable for everybody, especially the fact that the Assembly and the Senate passed it unanimously? It's ridiculous. I don't understand the governor here. I mean, you know, again, I've not been a fan of the governor. I think some things he has done has been awful. I think other things that he has done has been okay for the state. But clearly, by him vetoing this bill without even, you know, doing anything about it uh, or changing it is ridiculous. Now, Eric Orlando, real quick, the uh, Guild Executive Director uh, for the um, the Brewers Guild of New Jersey, came out with a response. He said, the membership of the Brewers Guild of New Jersey is disappointed in the veto of this legislation aimed at sustaining jobs and giving restaurants and the manufacturers of craft alcoholic beverages a firmer footing in these dire economic times. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase here. He said, um, we hope 
what we believe to be Governor Murphy's sincere interest in supporting the makers of craft beer and our industry's retail partners. We will continue to work with his administration and our tireless advocates in the New Jersey legislature to come up with workable, impactful solutions, which take into account both the governor's concerns and what breweries and brew pubs will absolutely need to survive in 2021 and beyond. That from Eric Orlando, the executive director of the Brewers Guild in New Jersey. And I agree with him 100 percent. You need the, the governor needs to work with these people by vetoing this bill out of hand without having any, you know, saying, listen, I'm not crazy about the bill the way it's written. Can you take it back and and rewrite a couple of things? And I understand the governor's position here. Some of those things would have wiped out restrictions that are in certain cities right now. I get it. But you need to do something to help these small businesses. The fact that both houses passed it unanimously should give the the governor pause to say, I need to rework this bill. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Hopefully, we will get some resolution on this uh, in a few weeks uh, even though he said, "Oh yeah, everything's going to continue until March." Yeah, but that's not March is not the March is not the end of the pandemic, and March is not the end. These people have rents to pay. These businesses have other things to pay, taxes, et cetera, et cetera. They can't do it at a limited capacity. They can't do it if they're not allowed to expand. That's the bottom line. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 9. 70 The Answer, that's right. Mountain. Leslie West and Mountain, the late Le- uh, Leslie West, who died a couple of days before Christmas uh, after suffering a heart attack uh, down in Florida, never regained consciousness. I mean, that was iconic. And as he described in an interview to Rolling Stone uh, years later, he said the, the, the song had everything that you wanted out of a rock song. The cowbell, that guitar. He said it was rich and chocolatey. Like a big, thick milkshake, and who doesn't like a big, thick milkshake? And uh, I would agree with that. Uh, so we lost another great one uh, in Leslie West just before the end of the year uh, last year. Eddie Van Halen, so many different people that we lost uh, in the entertainment industry uh, over the last year. Some of it due to COVID, some of it not so much. Um, especially, and, you know, again, you can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash A-G Craft uh, email is at albertg at nycradio.com or on iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the show on that platform. Alexa Ready, radio.com, the Hopped Up Network as well. You just head over there uh, Monday mornings before 6 a.m. And it's usually now, I, I try to post it right after the show, uh, get it up there ahead of time uh, so that you guys can listen to the podcast version of the show uh, as soon as the um, live version is over. Well, live recorded version is over. Anyway, um, we did lose so many people. Uh, not only to you know natural causes, but to COVID last year. It's just a sh- it's just really a shame. Now there's no guests tonight on the program. Uh, we got lots of news to get to, and I really wanted to catch up uh, since I haven't been live uh, the last few weeks. Got a you know as I mentioned in the opening segment, got a chance to just kind of decompress a little bit and um, relax and have some fun. Um, you know, uh, setting up my man cave in my new home and uh, got to, got a chance to sample a lot of different beers which is why I'm trying to do a dry January this month and kind of catch up on uh, getting back into a little bit of shape uh, other than being round. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, for health purposes, I want to just lay off the booze for a little bit. But there was so many things that I tried over those two weeks that I, that I was off. We got plenty of suds and duds uh, that will last us for the next couple of weeks. Now, let's dive into some news here. So a Harry Potter bar is opening up in Farmingdale on Long Island. The Nutty Irishman hosting the pop-up starting January 15th. That's this coming week. Reservations can be made for a dragon dinner or broomstick brunch. The meals will be served with themed food like dragon legs and golden snitch rice balls and cocktails. That's kind of cool. Of course, there is indoor dining on Long Island for now. Uh, We will see what happens if uh, there is that post-holiday spike, uh, COVID spike that they're talking about. In New Jersey, a restaurant in Manchester could be facing a temporary liquor license suspension for allegedly breaking coronavirus restrictions. According to Attorney General Gerbier Graywall, Donovan's Restaurant could face a 25-day suspension for allegedly serving customers at the bar. The establishment is also accused of keeping tables closer than six feet and not enforcing mask requirements. It's one of 12 bars and restaurants that could face a suspension all ranging between 10 to 85 days. Look, the the, the states are serious about this. New Jersey seems to be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say lenient, but we haven't seen as much of the crackdowns, or maybe they're not they're just not being published uh, publicly. I know that the State Liquor Authority in New York is basically playing the role of the Gestapo, uh, going in and shutting places down um, for a variety of reasons. Some are legitimate. And some not so legitimate, I think, in my opinion. But, you know, we shall see. Now, Sammy's Romanian Steakhouse in the Lower East Side is temporarily closing because of the pandemic. Over uh, Owner David Zimmerman made the announcement on social media earlier this week saying the 47-year-old basement restaurant is a community and an experience that is difficult to put into words. Zimmerman expects to serve chopped liver with special schmaltz and frozen vodkas when it is safe enough to hold hands again. In the meantime, Sammy's is asking patrons to share their favorite photos and videos of their experiences at the restaurant. And I think this is a trend that, listen, I am hoping is reversed, but I don't think it's going to be reversed um, anytime soon. We are seeing places closed. Some of it is temporary. Maybe some of these business owners uh, have the wherewithal uh, to stick around a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, we're not seeing that. And so that has become a big problem um, because a lot of these restaurants – they barely have enough money to get through for a couple of weeks. Um, unless you're independently wealthy, usually restaurants don't have a large cushion of cash um, to, you know, to, to survive. So that's a big problem. And uh, it was interesting, and I forgot the name of it off the top of my head. I will try and uh, get the name of it for the next segment. Guy Fieri uh, did this thing with the Food Network where he showcased... Three of, I don't want to say his favorite chefs, but three chefs that are normally on his shows and their experiences with the pandemic from the start of the pandemic back in March to almost the present day, sometime around September or whatever. Uh, It was on Food Network a couple of weeks ago. It is fantastic. I urge you to watch it. It was really great. It was um, uh, Marcus Samuelson's uh, restaurant in uh, Harlem, uh, Antonio Lofaso's restaurant. She has three restaurants in California. And then um, the other one was uh, Manit Shohan, uh, her places that she has down in Nashville, which I didn't know that Manit Shohan actually has a brewery in Nashville. i got to get her on the show. It was a fantastic program spotlighting what each of them did to tackle the pandemic and keep their businesses open in their own way. Um, a really eye-opening um, uh, special. And, you know, really, they didn't have the answers. 
they were kind of juggling it as you know, kind of figuring it out as they went along, much like most other restaurant owners and brewery owners. So you know, this is a struggle, and it's going to continue to be a struggle for at least the next five to six months, and maybe just a little bit longer. I don't know. Now, good news from Cane Brewing. If you live in Pennsylvania, starting this past Tuesday, January 5th, Kane has begun shipping beer direct to customers in Pennsylvania. If you are a Pennsylvania resident and you want to order beer from Kane, go to canebrewingdirect.com, select the shipping option to proceed. They're accepting orders daily between 8 a.m. and noon at canebrewingdirect.com. Now, they're going to continue to service New Jersey via home delivery with their same schedule, but they're not allowed by law to ship beer within the state of New Jersey. So shipping is not an option for New Jersey residents, only in Pennsylvania. For home delivery, you've got to select delivery, enter your address prior to placing your order at canebrewingdirect.com. The details for Pennsylvania shipping are as follows. Shipping only available to Pennsylvania addresses at this time. The minimum for shipping is $50. Shipping charges will be calculated at checkout. Signature is required by the purchaser at time of delivery, because it's alcoholic beverages. All orders will be processed and shipped within 24 hours. Pennsylvania law limits out-of-state beer shipment to 192 fluid ounces, three, four packs, or 11 bottles per month per customer. And right now, Pennsylvania is the only state that Kane is direct shipping. They're continuing to explore shipping options to other states. They'll keep uh, people posted on, on any changes. Just go to their Facebook page to check that out. Kudos to Kane. That is awesome. A uh, good deal uh, for them. Now, I don't know if you've heard of the Barstool Fund. Guy Fieri, as I mentioned earlier, did this uh, special thing, but... He's he also raised about twenty three million for restaurant workers, right? So um, uh, Dave Portnoy put together the Barstool Fund a couple of weeks ago. He has raised uh, close to what is this year? Just about eighteen million uh, as of uh, this past Monday from one hundred and thirty nine thousand five hundred individual donations and has supported roughly seventy four small businesses. A hundred percent of the net proceeds go directly towards supporting small businesses. He's putting money in businesses' hands to help them out. That's awesome. But apparently Kid Rock announced in a tweet on Monday he's committing $100,000 to the Barstool Sports Fund to support small businesses. As he wrote, he said, This is the America I love. Put me down for hundred k, and I, and I only post this in hopes others as blessed as me maybe move to help out. That is awesome. Portnoy had put up a half a million of his own money to do this. And apparently, if I'm not mistaken, Guy Fieri and Barstool Sports have combined their organizations to raise even more money. I'll get the details on that. Hopefully we'll have that uh, in the next segment. And then finally, uh, real quick before we have to take a break, uh, the New York State Brewers Association is doing this awesome uh, three-way collab between brewers. It is a virtual event. It takes place Saturday, January 30th from 4 to 6 p.m. in your home. You're going to get an exclusive three-way collaboration beer from these participating breweries. Uh, the cost is $185. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get premium craft beer from three New York State breweries, Hudson Valley Brewery, Other Half Brewing Company, and Prison City Pub and Brewery, totaling 192 ounces. You're going to receive two styles from each brewery, one 16-ounce can per style, plus six 16-ounce cans of an exclusive three-way collaboration beer from participating breweries. You're going to get cheese from Miranda Cheese Company, Genoa Salami from Schrader Farms, chocolate from Sweet on Chocolates, oil from Hot Crispy Oil, you're going to get four Think New York Drink New York branded tasting glasses and four New York State craft beer sticker bundles. So you get all of this for 185 bucks, right? That's a lot of beer. Then you get exclusive access to a two-hour interactive tasting experience via Zoom where you, you will share beer and conversation with the breweries and owners. You ask questions, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be great. So the beers that you're going to get, you're going to get from, uh, what is this? This is Hudson Valley Brewery. You're going to get a sour double IPA, their minuet. 
and uh, their lager, uh, Willowblade. Then from other half, you get uh, Double Dry Hopped All Citra Everything, which is their uh, uh, other half classic. And then you're going to get their Double Dry Hopped Strata and Mosaic Imperial IPA. And then from Prison City Pub and Brewery in Auburn, New York, which is awesome, their Stout Wham Wham is their Imperial Stout, which is fantastic. I've had it. It's awesome. It's uh, house toasted coconut and Madagascar vanilla beans. And then uh, Elegant Pride, which is their American Pale Ale. And then you get this collaboration beer between the through breweries. That other half, is, I believe, is producing. And then you get all these, food, these uh, cheeses and chocolate and all this stuff, all of it from New York State. It's 185 bucks. They will ship not only to New York, but to New Jersey, to Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Washington, D.C., all for $185. Think New York, drinknewyork.com, slash festivals, slash NYS, dash VTE, backslash. This is awesome. It's a great event. I may actually do this and order it. For 185 bucks. you are getting a ton of beer from some great New York State breweries, and you're helping out the breweries of New York State. That is pretty awesome. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news from around the beer world, and, of course, then later on, suds and duds. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Catulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertgnnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows uh, on that platform. We're Alexa Ready as well, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and of course the Hopped Up Network. You head over there on Monday mornings before 6 a.m., and you will get the podcast version of this program. Now, there are no guests on the show this week. Uh, I've been off for the last couple of weeks, wanted to catch up on a lot of the news uh, that is going on uh, in the beer world, and there is plenty of it, especially Hill Farmstead Brewery uh, is going into a short winter hibernation mode. Now, beginning uh, mid-January, between the 13th and 15th, uh, for curbside retail, that'll be the final week, uh, for them, they're going to put to slumber both retail and production until late March. Uh, they will reopen at their retail operations in early to mid-April. And as they say, this presents a rather rare and appreciable opportunity for the future of our team. It offers a much-needed restorative period for each member of our staff. Secondly, this window provides a rare, con- concentrated occasion for professional and personal development through the organization. As they say, a sabbatical of sorts. Uh, during this pause, they'll continue to share their brewery story and convey Uh, their sense of place, as well as their individual stories and journeys toward what will be a more positive and healthy future. Uh, And they also say, bearing yet uh, more unforeseen circumstances, they plan to host a belated anniversary celebration in August 2021. They say, hold on to your friendship and exploration tickets. They look forward um, to a true celebration. Suffice to say, Curbside will reopen uh, when they return with an exceptional variety of beers, each currently resting contentedly. Uh, so Hill Farmstead taking a break and taking a few months off. Their beer is very good. Um, this is, the, again, we're going through so many issues here in terms of breweries. 
Um, there is a potential canning shortage. Um, a lot of breweries are having issues with paying people. And this is also a month when, you know, everybody talks about dry January, like I'm doing a, a dry January myself, um, which is why I drank over 40 different beers um, during my two weeks off so that I could kind of cushion my suds and duds for the next couple of weeks um, and, you know, take a break from from drinking some alcohol. But what I also think you should do, if you can do it, if you have the financial means to do it, buy a gift card from your favorite brewery. Uh, buy a gift card from your favorite restaurant. You're putting cash directly in their hands. If you don't plan on buying beer this month because you want to take a break, do your best to try and support um, the brewery by doing a gift card, by buying a, a gift card for your favorite restaurant. That actually helps the restaurant or the brewery, because you're putting cash directly in their hands. Maybe you don't want to buy the beer because you don't want it sitting for three or four weeks in your refrigerator before you crack it open. I get that. But if you buy a gift card, um, you can use that for a future purchase to buy something. So just something to keep in mind. As we move on here with uh, some more news from around the beer world, Stone Brewing is kicking off this year with new releases, big surprises, and noteworthy innovation. But first, they are reintroducing a classic, Stone's Sublimely Self-Righteous Black IPA. Uh, This is a beer they have not released in 14 years. It's a hop-heavy IPA brewed with dark malt so that it pours black with a surprising punch of bitterness balanced by smooth, malty character. The last time they put this out was 2007. Um, And they say, you know, why all the hype? Uh, in, In their press release, they say it's unmistakably piney and orange raspberry hop character. Is perfectly complemented by warm notes of coffee and chocolate. It's a beer that stops even the most adventurous beer drinkers in their tracks with its unique style and memorable flavor on the nose. Aromas of coffee, black currant, and chocolate from the malt layered with pine, citrus, and tropical fruit. Um, so th- this is a beer that um, tons of people have uh, have asked Stone to bring back, and they are finally bringing it back. So uh, as they say, for those craving 12 ounces of nostalgia and those simply seeking the remarkable Stone Sublimely, sublimely Self-Righteous Black IPA. It's now available nationwide in 12-ounce six-pack glass and 22-ounce bottles for a limited time. So no cans, just in bottles, 12-ounce uh, and 22-ounce bottles for a limited time. All you have to do is go to Stone's Beer Finder to locate the beer near you. Interesting stuff. Kudos to Stone. Uh, a new restaurant is going to be opening up in Seaside Heights, but it won't be serving alcohol. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, in New Jersey, there are a lot of places where um, you can't get an al- uh, you can't get a, a liquor license uh, to serve, so it's bring your own, right? Um, and I, I'm not going to go into the whole convoluted thing of of liquor licenses in New Jersey. It's too confusing, and to be honest with you, you'll be bored in ten seconds. So anyway, um, the Seaside Heights uh, Planning Board approved an eight thousand square foot eatery on the pier between Dupont and Lincoln Avenues in the very same town. Uh, that has been arguably made even more famous by the reality TV show Jersey Shore. Of course, there's no relation. Uh, The establishment will share the area with a pool complex and won't serve booze for at least the first three years within opening. The place is not slotted to open until the middle of next year. And then when they open, they won't serve booze for three years. So uh, that smacks to me of they're maybe waiting for a liquor license to open and then they're going to open or we're going to give this to you on the contingent uh, that it's not some crazy place and then eventually you're going to get a liquor license. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then finally, Indeed Brewing Company, um, which is based out of Minnesota, out of Minneapolis, um, is canning and distributing Lull. It is a non-alcoholic CBD seltzer. 
across Minnesota and Wisconsin this month. It was released as a taproom exclusive in the Minneapolis and Milwaukee taprooms. Lull has been available on draft uh, in those places since May of 2019, and they did a limited release of cans um, since early uh, this year. Well, actually, that's that would be, le- well, this year. Okay, because the, the press release is dated January 5th, 2020, I'm assuming. The PR person made a mistake, and it's 2021. Um, so uh, this is a seltzer that has CBD in it. CBD, of course, cannabidiol. Um, it is a naturally occurring chemical compound that is extracted and processed from flowers of cannabis plants like hemp. And unlike THC, CBD is not psychoactive or intoxicating. Uh, some users experience relaxing or calming effects. Um, up until 2018, it was illegal to pr- produce hemp in the United States for its classification as a controlled substance. Of course, that changed. and Now you can produce hemp. Uh, the 2018 Farm Bill lifted the ban. That led farmers across the country to begin planting hemp and processing CBD. Um, Kelly Moritz's Indeed's chief operating officer says, Our patrons were stoked when we put Lull on our tap lines. While beer is at the core of what we do here, we're in the business of offering good craft experiences to every person who spends their time and money with us. So it was important to us to have a non-alcoholic option that was an apple juice or a can of sparkling water. Using CBD uh, also struck our interest as many of our employees have positive personal experiences with it. We're no stranger to the recreational use of compounds derived from plants. It was a no-brainer to experiment with CBD when we had the opportunity to do so. It's a lemon and key lime aroma. Uh, No carbs, no calories, no added sugar, uh, no protein. 10 milligrams of CBD per 12 ounces. And it is, their ingredients say, carbonated water, natural and artificial flavor, and hemp oil providing 10 milligrams of CBD. We're hoping to get uh, Kelly Moritz, the uh, chief operating officer, on the program, talk a little bit more about this and see if um, if this is going to be uh, more of a, you know, ju- is it just local to the area? Are they going to eventually uh, try to branch out and get it out across some more states? We shall see. Now, when we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds, the first Suds and Duds of 2021. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> I'm gonna see my one. I'm gonna see my children. The children on me. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A little Joe Bonamassa. One of these days from his album A Slow Gin and uh, really got back into the whole Joe Bonamassa thing. Welcome back to the final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy the answer. And um Got back into Joe a few years ago, uh, listening to his stuff, and he has really come a long way from when I first saw him uh, back in 1990 in Wildwood, New Jersey, when he wasn't just Joe Bonamassa. He was just Joe in a band called Bloodline and, um, you know, playing Clapton and doing stuff, but not playing his own stuff, you know, his own, you know, blues music. And um, uh, got um, Arthur Idala, um, who you've heard on the Joe Piscopo show many times before, a couple months ago bought me this. Old school Victroller, right? So um, it's this, uh, you know what it is. It's a record player. It's got a CD. It's got a radio. It's got a cassette tape. It's all this stuff. You know, the co- you know old school record players, right? So I had a couple of um, records. My wife actually has uh, the original Bruce Springsteen live uh, album from the Meadowlands with the E Street Band. She's got uh, uh, Hall & Oates, a couple other things. 
So I ended up buying a couple of records over the holidays, and two of them happened to be Joe Bonamassa albums, and I popped them on to listen to them in my man cave. It's just there's such a difference between vinyl and CD. The, the, the quality of it, just the sound, everything about it, it's old school. It brings back memories. It's awesome. So uh, thanks to Arthur for the, um, uh, for the Victroller uh, a few months ago, and now I'm finally putting it to good use uh, in the man cave. So let's, uh, let's uh, dive into uh, Suds and Duds. A uh, bunch of different beers uh, that I'm going to get to over the next couple of weeks as I'm doing a little bit of a dry January here. But Fruit Machine uh, by uh, Deccan and Ailes uh, with blueberries, blackberries, and cherries. Boy, this is fantastic. Tart, sour, um, the the flavors, the fruits all meld together. So good. Such a great starter beer to go out or kind of refresh your palate uh, after you've had maybe one or two IPAs. Speaking of IPAs, Ultra Sultana uh, by Source, juicy pineapple, citrus, Excellent beer. As always, the guys from Source uh, really knock it out of the park. Blue Christmas by Brick City Brewing. I had this over at Paragon Tap and Table. Blueberry, nice tartness, not super sour, uh, just slightly. So if you're looking maybe as an intro kind of beer into um, into uh, sour beers, this might be the one for you. And, of course, Brick City does such a great job on a lot of the stuff uh, that they produce. The folks from Trogues uh, about a month or so ago sent me a whole box of their winter beers one of them happens to be the Double Blizzard. Uh, so good, this beer. Juicy with a nice hop to it. Big 16-ounce can. They also sent me this big water bottle uh, that holds, I think, it holds about 20 ounces of water, 24 ounces of water. So that's great. Good to stay hydrated while you're uh, imbibing in a few beers. So uh, kudos to the folks from Trogues for sending me that one. That's a great beer. Uh, the guys from Twin Elephant and Gals, always doing a great job. Uh, Gathering Clouds, no exception. Uh, was sitting watching uh, the Giants game, popped it open on a Sunday, juicy with a great hop to it as well. Uh, and then from Trogues, the Grand Cacao, uh, a 12-ounce can of this particular one. This is a decent, uh, easy-sipping stout, stout. Excuse me. The chocolate is nice in this one, and I love the fact that it's in a 12-ounce can. I love the 16-ounce stuff, but sometimes you just want to have 12 ounces of a beer, and I hate to waste beer um, unless it's terrible and I can't drink it and... In the next couple of weeks, we'll get to some stuff that I just could not drink that my neighbor had brought over. And it was, we all agreed it was god awful, including my wife. Um, you know, which sometimes I don't take my wife's opinion for granted when it comes to beer, but on this one, spot on. But anyway, um, love to have a, a, a stout in a 12 ounce can or any beer in a 12 ounce can every once in a while. Sometimes you just want that. Um, now, I got an opportunity. Uh, over the holiday to visit a couple of breweries. Wanted to get a lay in the land, see what was going on. One of them that I happened to go to uh, was Untied Brewing uh, to see Matt Green, the owner over there. And Matt's a great guy, does a great job. Uh, and you really, if you want to go check them out, you should. They're open inside. They're also open outside. Obviously, it's cold right now. But they do have limited seating inside over at Untied Brewing uh, over in New Providence. Uh, had one of the uh, odds and ends. Uh, he had given me a can of this. This is a fantastic beer. Solid New England style. Good citrus. Juicy. Uh, and Matt is really making some really good things, so definitely you want to check him out. And you know, and he said it. Uh, and much like um, a Bolero Snort, which I've also been to as well, and I talked with those guys over there. But Matt said this to me, and he's right. The winter is going to be a very tough time for these breweries. Less people go out. Look, it's the winter time. You know, a lot of people like to stay in. They hibernate a little bit. But on top of it being a pandemic and places not being able to open at full capacity, you're going to have limits as to how many people are in there. And then people go, oh, do I want to be in a room with, you know, whatever? And, you know, he has a wide a, a wide space where he can have doors open and have some cross-ventilation. 
and it's got and he's got big ceilings. But there are other places that are much smaller that can't do, um, you know, that that can't open up as big as uh, Untied can open up. So listen, it's a slippery slope. It's very tricky, and you got to watch out. It's going to be tough. So um, go out there and support those people. And if you're doing a dry January, buy a couple of gift cards. Gift cards will help you put money directly into the brewers' hands. Um, Braxton L. finally got a chance to have this from Source. I actually had a bottle of this, but I gave it to my cousin as a gift, uh, and that maybe we'll open it you know, down the road uh, the next time we're doing a beer or we get together or whatever. Uh, a nicely done Belgian triple from these guys. needs I, th- The only issue that I had with this beer is I wanted a little bit more fruit in it. I wanted it to be a little bit more fruit-forward, and not from a sour perspective, but just more fruit, more filling. Uh, in that way, but a very good uh, triple. Now, one of the beers, that was from Source. Now, one of the beers that I had um, that I specifically went to Untied to buy, as we're doing our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, uh, profusely fruity. This is their first fruited sour from Untied. Very tasty. Very tart. Um, it has, now listen to this, raspberry, strawberry, lime, orange, and pineapple. That's a lot of fruit in there. And you would think that it would all kind of get lost in the, in the uh, you know, in the making, but it doesn't. You get a little bit of each, and nothing to me really seemed so overpowering. I think maybe the lime a little bit, but I think lime just tends, it tends to have a little bit more of a, of a bite to it, but a delicious sour. Love the can, and the, the, uh, the color on the beer uh, is fantastic. Let me tell you about a beer that I got a chance to talk with uh, – my buddy Scott Wells from uh, Bolero Snort Brewing took a ride after I stopped at Untied, took a ride up to Bolero uh, to buy some beers. And I uh, talked with Scott as well. They're trying to do a little bit more of an indoor operation, not in their tap room. Uh, they're keeping it in their, um, uh, in their brewery operation because then they have garage doors that they can open and you get a lot more cross ventilation that way. Um, and, you know, they still have the uh, Bolero Park outside, weather permitting. If there's snow on the ground, they don't have it open, but if... Uh, if there's no snow, they'll leave it open. But again, it's cold, right? You really want to sit out there drinking beer? And I know when we were kids, we sat and drank quarts of Budweiser and freezing cold or whatever. But at this point now, do you really want to do that? So um had a chance to um, have their Mili Kalikamau Cow, right, um, from, uh, from Bolero. Oh, my goodness. Fruity, creamy, delicious. The way it poured, just the, the the color of it, and it kind of frothed when you when you when you poured it when it got to the top. Fantastic kettle sour, awesome, one of the best ones that I've had uh, so far. They knocked it out of the park with that one. I wish I had bought another four pack of it. I should have. I think I still have a can or two left in the refrigerator. Awesome beer. Another awesome one uh, from Bolero is their Smooth, uh, which is basically their Smooth in right. So. Um, the, it pours thick, great coconut and vanilla flavor. Uh, this is a great beer without being too strong. I think it was around 6% on the ABV. Uh, I got a refund from this beer, actually, because apparently somebody had left the beer out, left it warm, then refrigerated it again. When they opened the beer, it exploded. So out of an abundance of caution, anybody who bought this beer, they refunded. Bolero refunded the money to them, which was very nice of them. They didn't have to do that for me. I would have drank it anyway. And I had it cold and put it in the refrigerator cold. I'm, you know, I'm no dummy. I'm not going to leave it warm outside. This is a fantastic beer. What's great about it is keep it cold because they've conditioned it with fresh coconut. So I think the coconut maybe had an issue when they were conditioning it. I don't know. 
But this is a, this was another fantastic beer. Really enjoyed the uh, the flavors in it. And again, a stout without being too strong. My neighbor and I were talking about this. My neighbor Greg and I about how he really wanted to get back to drinking a stout without it being too strong because a lot of them are barrel aged or they you know ten percenters, eleven percenters. You can't really enjoy too many of them, right? Before you get banged up. I would re- I would prefer sometimes give me a stout that's six or seven percent where I can have two or three of them and not feel overwhelmed. So we'll get into stouts a little bit more maybe on next week's program. And then finally, Tipsy Elves from Source. Uh, this is another uh, one of these uh, cream ale uh, variations uh, from them. Smooth, coffee, strong, a fantastic beer. Another one that they knocked it out of the park. Kind of has that elf theme to it, uh, which uh, elf is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, you know, it's just it's just great. It's just a funny movie. It's one of those ones I have to watch every year. And um, I just, you know, it's amazing. Plus, it's directed by John Favreau. How can you go wrong with a movie directed by John Favreau? He's one of my favorite guys. Anyway, uh, that's all the time we have here. We are out of time. My thanks to uh, everyone involved in the show. Of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I will be back live on the Joe Piscopo show at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.